0: Ari Evans joins us right now, CEO of a company called Maestro. They're helping uh, enterprise live streamers uh, understand their audiences. Talk to me about this. why it's so difficult to, to understand these audiences uh, in this, this venue, Art. Ari.
1: Sure. In general, when customers are streaming on big platforms like YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, which is pretty popular these days, they don't really own that customer relationship. They don't have their email address, they don't have a way to remarket to them, don't have a way to sell them something. And the types of enterprise customers that we work with, you know, they need more than just views to validate their streaming strategies. They actually need to be able to understand their audiences and then use that to drive some kind of revenue or KPI growth.
2: So, first of all, just take a step back for a little bit. Tell us what you guys are doing at Maestro specifically.
1: Sure. So we provide a platform for enterprise live streamers to better understand their audiences. The way that we do that is we provide an audience database that's sitting behind the stream. And there is a person called the maestro. That's where the name of the company comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's their job to engage the audience while they watch. So imagine that you're watching a video. And then at key moments in the broadcast, there is a person who's sending out some kind of overlay that drives an action. This action could be anything from a share prompt, a poll, a commerce transaction, a contest, a giveaway. All of these things are meant to increase the watch time while collecting really valuable audience feedback for the broadcaster.
2: Okay, personally, Ari, I would hate it (laughs) because I just sometimes want to just do one thing and not be bombarded by so many other things. But I understand we're living in a different environment. Tell me how this is tested and what kind of reactions you get and what kind of catalyst it is for, you know, activity for a business.
1: Sure. So we've been focused on the eSports vertical. Mm-hmm. Which it's is huge.
2: Hot. It is. It's unbelievable. Corey and I talk about it all the time.
1: Yep. 2.6 billion gamers worldwide. So for the gaming publishers, those are our primary customers, like Microsoft, PlayStation, you know, these kinds of customers. They are already in the mindset of trying to engage their audiences when they're making video games. Well, in the live streaming category, it's mostly been a passive medium right? You have people watching and they're watching for a long time, mm-hmm. 50 minutes on average, and they're just sitting there watching. That's kind of just taking a TV broadcasting, and putting it on the internet, which is treating it as a one-way broadcast mechanism when the internet is two-way, right? So we kind of bring that real-time technology to send out a message just in time when it's relevant. Like, for example, when a team wins a match, we'll send out an overlay that tells you who won, but it also has a share prompt. that does two things. If you click it, it generates that prompt to you know share it to a social network like Facebook, which increases the virality. And two, we learn something about the viewer now. We know they're a fan of that team. So it's a really simple mechanic that actually drives a lot of value when you combine it with you know polls and commerce and other tools like that.
2: And I just want to point out for our listeners, you guys have – and correct me if I'm wrong, Ari, but you guys have created branded destinations for live streams for Sony PlayStation, Microsoft, Pokemon, uh, Warner Brothers, Electronic Arts, um, E uh a lot of these. Is that correct?
1: That's
0: right. It's, it's interesting, too, because I would think that they, you already, you know, the, the, the providers of these services already know a ton about their users based on what they've shown, not just through the clicks of their, their you know, what they're doing on those given sites or whatever, but also on all the other stuff that they're doing on the Internet that sort of uh, amalgamates around their, their click behavior.
1: Right. This is a key point. They have a huge detailed data set in-game, right, like using their Xbox account or their PlayStation account. But for the viewers that are watching online, on a Twitch or Facebook, it's a different user account. So they can't really link back those two data sets. This is how we add a lot of value. We white-label the login system. So customer, you know, the end user logs in through our customer's own login. And that way, they can connect those two data sets together. So, for example, if you want to ask, is this eSports program generating revenue, you can just export the user list of people that watched and see what they did, give that to your business intelligence team, let them run an analysis to find out if there's an increase in engagement and spend and what the magnitude of that increase is. And if it's a profit, then you keep building up the program. Ari, right, what's the Which balance? The
2: spend? What's the balance that you guys are, or maybe you're trying to figure this out? It's a kind of a new world order, if you will, um, that in terms of streaming, you know, how much do you send? to a user versus how much is too much and it becomes annoying?
1: Well, I think there's a big difference in on-demand content versus live content, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about very long watch times, mm-hmm. natural lulls in the content where it makes sense for people to be interrupted. And I don't say they actually expect to be in yeah. some cases, right? It follows like live entertainment. Yeah. So... You know, it's very natural. I think to kind of hit users with a call to action that's additive to the experience, but then then at, drive some kind of action. People really want to participate, especially millennials.
2: How do you measure They're your success? Do How do you measure your success with the company that you're working with?
1: So we measure it on a few factors. One is the increase in watch time, which we've seen thirty to fifty percent increases, sometimes as high as seventy percent. Wow, that's big. We also measure the percent. Yep, pretty big. We also measure the percentage of the audience that's engaging in a certain way. So, for example, one of the ways we incentivize viewers to come and act in our playground is that we give them rewards when they participate. It's a pretty simple concept, but it's very effective, adding gamification to game live streams. (laughs) So, you know, we're seeing 20, 30 percent of the audience do those things as well.
0: And just really quickly, uh, just about 30 seconds, are you bringing in a different kind of advertiser because the measurement's so much uh, more intense?
1: Yes, we are. That's actually a big promise of the, we kind of call it the Nielsen for the cord-cutting generation, right? You don't have to just rely on estimates. We actually have granular user-level data, and we understand their behavior. Like, no one actually is measuring retention in live streaming right now. That might sound surprising. We have very detailed user profiles, and we know how they're acting across our entire network. So we think that that's actually going to provide, open a door, I should say, to more sponsorship dollars coming in who are hungry for data.
0: Great stuff. Ari Evans, CEO of Maestro. Uh, cool stuff. That, uh, Carol, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah. such an interesting business. The esports e- business just growing so fast. We'll be hearing tons more about that. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.